stocks, bonds, ETFs, straight out of downtown Chicago. This is Zach's Market Edge. Welcome to Zach's Market Edge, the podcast about investing in your life. This week, I'm joined by Zach's Director of Research, Shiraz Mian, to talk about what clues we can get from looking at the earnings season. Second quarter earnings season is just about to start officially, I guess. It's kind of already started, but we haven't had that official Dow component liftoff yet from the big banks. But all I keep hearing, Shiraz, is that it's going to be awful and that estimates are dropping and it's, you know, this is a sign that we're either in a recession or the recession is imminent because of all the cuts to the estimates. So I thought I'd have you on to discuss what is actually going on with the estimates? Can we tell anything about what's going on with the economy? And you and I kind of were chatting about uh, what the data is showing before sure. we started this podcast. And having looked at this data for a couple of years when you've um, done some other podcasts with me and just in general, I've noticed some differences in this data that um, I think are kind of interesting that we can talk about too. Sure. So let's start off with basically, is it as bad as everybody says? Uh, I, I don't think it's bad. Okay. Uh, the, the, uh, uh, the what is bad is the year-over-year growth rates. Um, uh, they were positive for, uh, for, for the last many, many years, uh, even though we had a three, four quarter uh, stretch in 15, 16 uh, when, uh, because of oil prices, uh, growth had declined. But on the whole, we have a, a very long stretch of positive earnings growth, many quarters, double digits. Then uh, last year, we got a huge boost from the tax cut legislation when, uh, unlike what would normally be expected at this stage of the cycle, uh, we got uh, growth rates that are typically associated with the beginning parts of a cycle. Right. So, uh, so it wasn't last year just kind of, it wasn't real. It was kind of fake, even though it is real. Yeah. Yeah, okay. it is. So, so we all understood, uh, that, uh, the, the, the tax cut legislation, uh, and the lower tax rates, uh, just gave a windfall yeah. bottom line boost, uh, to corporate America. Right. And uh, uh, at the time, uh, while we were in 2018 and we were enjoying the 20% uh, percent plus growth rates, uh, we could see how difficult it would be in just pure arithmetic terms right. to have any growth in 2019. And that's exactly what we are seeing. So okay. Q1 was flattish, uh, just a tad bit of negative. Uh, uh, and one interesting thing about Q1 was that the the fear coming into the Q1 earnings season was that uh, all of these recessionary worries, the global growth worries, uh, uh, the 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 fear in the market was that all of these companies reporting results will paint this extremely grim outlook for right. the June quarter and the second half of the year. And that had everybody on edge. Uh, estimates uh, for Q1 had come down quite substantially before the start of their earnings season. And in the actual results, while not great, 
uh, had none of that fear factor. Okay. So uh, as we get close to the Q2 earnings season, we are not really seeing that much negative revision. So yes, estimates have come down, but about in line with historical levels. In fact, relative to the recent quarters, the magnitude of cuts to Q2 estimates is actually less than uh, what we have seen over the last few quarters. So all in all, uh, we have a relatively more stable and reassuring setup uh, uh, compared to at least uh, the last earnings season. Okay. Uh, some of this, what you were saying, reminds me of uh, the retail, uh, like a company, a retailer that's doing really well on its same store comparables. Yes. So it has like double-digit comps yeah. for a couple of quarters, and then you get to the next year. That's right. And it's really, really difficult to do yes. 10% and then another 10% That's right. <laughs> growth the next year. So if we had, you have 23.3% growth in earnings for 2018, That's right. even to do another five or something on top of that absolutely. would be very difficult. And, and, absolutely. And that, that is the reality. Yeah. Uh, and when you, when you combine this with the fact that this cycle, both economic as well as earnings, started way back in, uh, in 2010. Right. 2009 is when the recession ended. 2010 is when we started having year-over-year uh, -year earnings growth. A total uh, tangent, Tracy, uh, I was reading about the, uh, the Wimbledon qualifiers and the, uh, uh, the young girl that beat uh, Venus William right. was born in 2004. That's right. She's 15. So it's, <laughs> 2009 is when this economic cycle yeah. started. Uh, we had a 23% year-over-year earnings growth last year for the year as a whole. As long as we are staying flat to 2018 then it, it means that the overall level of earnings, the dollar level of earnings, is in record territory. Okay. So when I see that um, you have 2019, that earnings growth is supposed to be just 0.9% for That's the right. year. That's right. When I see that, and then I look at what you have for 2015, 2016, which was an earnings recession, so, as you described, because of then what was going on with energy. So, 2015, it declined just 0.3%, and then 2016, it was at 0.8%, which is similar to what we see for 2019. But that earnings recession didn't put us into an overall recession, obviously, right. because we're still going that's here. Right. So, how do we look at this one that's not so great either? Because this is what I'm hearing, like, oh, it's only, you know, barely any earnings growth. It's a sign, but... It wasn't to sign the last time. Yes, I think I think the using uh, the the uh, the specific term of a recession, yeah, uh, for any back to back periods of declines in the growth rate, is is by itself a, a little misleading. Okay. Recession recession has implications uh, in in the aggregate economic terms when the broader economy is going down right uh, when when we have uh, a real stress and tension uh, in, in 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 the labor market and in many other areas of the economy it is just an arithmetic notation of the growth rate because of the base here as you mentioned in the context of the retailers being so high that the comparisons are extremely tough for the yeah. S&P 500. So we had a, a tad bit negative reading for Q1, 
uh, which we all know was a decent quarter right, otherwise. Right. Uh, the expectation is for a 3% decline now. My sense is that when all is said and done about the Q2 earnings season, we would probably be in the same vicinity as Q1. The expectation now for Q3, the September quarter, is also for a small uh, year-over-year decline. So if we are being very... Uh, uh, what's the word for it? Being true to the definition of a recession. Right. Yes, three quarters, two back-to-back quarters of negative decline is a recession. But all the other elements that are associated with a recession are just totally absent. Okay. Uh, revenues are growing. Yeah, that was my next question. Yes. The revenue numbers don't look bad here. That's right. So, And the reason for that is that 2018... Uh, while earnings got a huge boost from the from the tax cut, uh, we know that there is no direct uh, impact on revenues. Right. Even though supply siders would say uh, it, it has incentivizing effect in the yeah. broader economy, perhaps there is. Uh, but in the in, in in the pure accounting and arithmetic terms, when you cut corporate tax rate, it's a boost to the bottom line. It has no bearing on the top line. So. The the uh, the revenue picture is normal. Okay. Uh, if we didn't have a tax cut last year, we would have a four or five person earnings growth last year. We would have had a four or five person earnings growth this year. Right. But since okay. we boosted last year so much, uh, it's 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 it is becoming difficult uh, for, uh, for for growth to be uh, uh, anywhere in that vicinity. Okay. Or even positive. Well, this is really clearing up some of the negative Nellies out there, I feel. Sure. <laughs> who are being all negative just based on what the earnings estimates are looking like. Um, another thing that uh, – this is the thing that I feel is different than the last earnings recession and that I don't recall you even talking about really is what you already – alluded to earlier about the semiconductors and just the tech sector in general. I don't remember in any of your earnings articles discussing, oh, but wait, there's this bad thing going on in technology that's bringing down the overall numbers. I I was kind of shocked at some of how dramatic it is, but the tech sector is huge in the S&P 500. The biggest earnings contributor uh, in the S&P 500 uh, it brings in uh, almost 22, 23% of uh, of the entire earnings for the index. Uh, and then the semiconductor industry by itself brings in uh, almost a fifth of uh, the tech sector earnings. So uh, if, we, wow. if, if we have to focus on areas that are not doing so well from an earnings growth perspective, it's tech in general. And then within tech, a concentrated area is the semiconductor yeah. space. Uh, there is a, uh, there is overcapacity in the industry. Uh, there are questions about demand too. This China Huawei thing is playing uh, negatively in that space as well. So growth is 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 very problematic for uh, for the semiconductor industry on a year over year basis. Uh, it has been down the last two quarters. It's going to be down thirty plus percentage in the June quarter, the expectation is that this is about as bad as it gets. And then the year-over-year comparison starts getting better in the second half. We'll see if that happens, though. Yeah, we just got earnings from Micron, um, ticker MU, for anyone who doesn't know. 
And then now the analysts have had time to adjust their estimates. And I went to go look at those and they've just been hammered. Sure. Like it's down this this fiscal year, like 45%, but they're expecting another like over 50% decline yes. for the next fiscal year. And, yeah. and Micron actually wasn't that bad. Applied materials, right. uh, which came a couple of weeks before yeah. Micron, uh, they had far bigger exposure to Huawei. Right. And uh, yeah. they had uh, even negative commentary about the outlook for the second half. So the the, the growth picture for them uh, is even grimmer. So it'll be interesting to see uh, in the tech space, uh, uh, both in the semiconductor area and also outside of the semiconductors, particularly those uh, providers that have more of business or enterprise uh, kind of exposure, mm -hmm. because there is some concern about business spending, both in the U.S. as well as internationally. So the oracles of the world, uh, some of the other more enterprise players as to how the outlook for those is. Okay. And I saw in your uh, one of your articles, you mentioned weak earnings growth expectation for Apple. That's right. And you, you singled them out. So I had to go look to see kind of what was expected over there. And they are supposed to have an earnings decline this year, year over year. That's right. It's only about three and a half percent, I think. But it, is there a reason because of Apple's size? Absolutely. That it's impacting. Okay. Yes. So, so the semiconductors... Uh, and Apple combined account for a big chunk of the year-over-year -year decline in okay. the tech sector. Okay. If you look at the tech sector, ex-Apple, ex-semiconductor, you're left with only like the Googles and the Microsofts <laughs> right. of the world. Yeah. Uh, then we are kind of flat on a year-over-year -year basis. Okay. Yeah. Um, another thing I noticed in kind of the trends for this quarter is that you said that um, energy is actually supposed to be one of the better sectors, <laughs> surprisingly. So it's yeah. like a reversal. But is that because it's coming off of, you know, these horrible, basically the last couple of years that have been so horrible? Easy comparisons. It's yeah, the, okay. It's, it's, the, it's the inverse uh, of the hurdle facing the broader index. They have the inverse situation yeah. for that. So. Uh, the this time last year, uh, the uh, the performance of the sector uh, in terms of the total dollar level of earnings was so low uh, that in comparison to that, it looks a lot better. So it's positive. There's 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 no right. one sector that really stands out in terms of growth. Okay. But a middling positive uh, is 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 what we are expecting in terms of growth rate for the energy. Uh, is is energy the smallest sector now? Uh, it isn't the smallest sector. We, we as you know, uh, have a relatively different classification than the official uh, standard of poor gigs. So we have uh, a sector for uh, transportation, a sector for construction, a sector for uh, uh, the conglomerates. Uh, Energy is bigger than those, okay, uh, but it's nowhere near yeah. what it used to be back in the uh, back in the eighties. Yeah. yeah, and what about finance? You said that that's supposed to be positive this year or this quarter at least, up three point two percent on earnings. Is that kind of muddling through? It's just muddling through, and it's a it, it's a victim uh, of all the forces uh, that the market otherwise likes. So. 
the uh, the expectation from the Fed uh, of uh, of the cutting once or twice or as many times, uh, and this this overall environment of very low interest rates. Uh, uh, that's been a big reason for, uh, at least on the traditional banking side, to keep their margins in check. And then beyond uh, the traditional banking, uh, even though on the equity side, there has been a lot more deals on the IPOs and also in the M&A side, uh, uh, loan growth uh, has not been as robust as one would expect at this stage of the cycle. So finance is doing okay. Uh, it's not doing great uh, as as it should have been doing uh, at this stage of the cycle, but it's not dragging down the broader index either. Okay, let's switch over to the small cap S and P six hundred index because we track that too. But it is harder to track. That's right. The earnings and the estimates for the small caps, but that's expected to see a big decline as well. That's right. And it's it's the same uh, year over year comparison issue uh, that's dragging down uh, their large cap peers. Uh, that's at play with the small caps as well. Uh, so it's 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 essentially a story of of, of tough comparisons uh, that we have uh, for for the S and P five hundred as a whole. And it does look like um, the the small caps saw a decline of 18.5% in the first quarter. I didn't realize it was that big. That's right. And it's only expected to be 8.8%. So maybe... It's possible that it turns positive. Okay. That's right. Yeah. yeah. The, okay. The, uh, the, the 18% decline uh, that we have for, uh, for, for Q1 was a lot bigger uh, before the results had come out. So as is typically the case, actual results turn out to be better than estimates. Right. Uh, and uh, that improves the growth rate. Uh, so they'll, that's what will happen with the S&P 500 expectations too. So earnings are expected to decline about 3%. When all is said and done, we'll probably be close to the flat line. Okay. Now what about valuations on the S&P 500? Um, you know, we've all we've been hearing, and every time we hit a new high in the S and P five hundred, it seems like all the the bears come out and say, "Oh, they put up a chart of it soaring, and oh, the valuations, it's the most expensive market in history, and all the stuff they put out, all these, you know, extreme statements." But if earnings are, you know, back on, this is the bottom and they're back to seeing some growth as it stands for right now, going forward, then valuations might not be so bad. They're not bad. Uh, so two things, you you point out to the uh, earnings plateauing this year and then resuming growth 2020 and yeah. beyond. Uh, and on top of that, the valuation is not just a function of earnings, it's also a function of interest rates. So if interest rates are as low as they are, uh, then uh, a 16, 17, 18 times multiple for the index as a whole uh, is by no means expensive. Right. When, when people talk about uh, the current multiple for the forward 12 months or the current year or next year, being high in historical terms, they are comparing multiples from periods when interest rates were much higher. Right. So when you uh, when, when you take take a view of the full picture, uh, and you you keep in mind uh, how financing costs are low, uh, 
then uh, valuations look uh, fairly reasonable. Every time Warren Buffett is interviewed on CNBC, somehow it brings up like, oh, is this a bubble? What about valuations? And he almost always answers, well, look at interest rates. That's right. As long as they're this low, Absolutely. I want to own stocks. Absolutely. So yeah. that fits right in with that. Um, okay. So maybe we should finish up with just a little bit of talk of where maybe some investors should be looking this quarter. Is it still the play because of the trade issues that I want to go smaller domestic or could some of these big international companies be back in play? Although we've had some already reporting sure. and it's been a little rocky with That's a couple right. of them already. So what have we've had, what, maybe two dozen or a dozen S&P 500 companies report reported. already? That's right, about 20. And do we get any clues about kind of where we might want to be investing? It's, it, it's hard to tell. My, my personal advice is that uh, these big macro aggregate questions are hard to figure out for anyone. Who yeah. knows what will happen with trade? <laughs> Who knows what will happen with the economy? As long as you stay with companies that have good, sustainable business models that can, that can bring in the revenues uh, period after period and that have uh, stable demand for their services, you should do fine. So, okay. uh, uh, Adobe, if somebody looks at its uh, its its performance chart, uh, it's it's hovering around yeah. its fifty two week high. Uh, but I was telling someone yesterday that it has been doing that for for weeks and weeks and weeks yeah. for the last many years. Exactly, uh, it continues <laughs> to make fifty two week high, and the reason for that is is it's the growth in its business uh, and the the level of demand for its services. So that's a more mature transition to the cloud. There are others that are on the way there. Right. Uh, Oracle has been struggling with it. Right. Uh, uh, and uh, it, it hasn't had as much of a run-up uh, as you have had with other technology companies. Uh, I personally like uh, the, uh, the the strategy that Oracle is following. Um, if, if somebody has a, a much longer time horizon where they can wait through the quarter-to-quarter quarter, uh, fluctuations, I think they will get rewarded. So, if uh, if I have to uh, if I have to recommend an area, I would say still look in technology. Okay. Uh, if you want safety, go for these old line companies. Uh, like and, a McDonald's. What do you think about ones like that that are trading also at their new highs? Absolutely. I think okay. I think they have they have compelling business models. Uh, even if uh, the uh, the going gets tougher for these guys, uh, companies that are blue chippy otherwise, strong okay. finances, good balance sheets, uh, they will be the one uh, they'll have uh, they'll gain market share. And they'll continue to grow uh, and will continue to reap the opportunities that a downturn will present for them. Right. So, so you have that on the consumer side. You have that in the uh, in the technology, too. You have the Intels and the Cisco's and the Microsoft's yeah. of the world. They're not as glamorous as some of the newer fangled companies. Right. But these are stable companies, 
Uh, they pay dividends at times, even growing dividends. Yeah. Uh, and uh, those are uh, those are good companies to have. The banks are very good too, Tracy. Yeah, Goldman they just Sachs, raised dividends. That's the, yeah. They just raised dividends. Goldman Sachs, it appears to be becoming kind of a utility. I know. So I'm kind of shocked by the developments of Goldman. That's right. <laughs> so so it's uh, these uh, these dividends eventually add up. They to do quite a quite a fair amount of uh, the total return. They do. And um, you might be surprised or maybe not to learn that millennials are really into dividends. They that's like the REITs know. even. Yeah. They're buying those. But if you can get a tech stock with the dividend, sure. that's why a, a stock like Apple is popular. That's right. Because that's pretty, you know, they're buying back and they're paying. That's right. And then Microsoft, like you said, I like Microsoft a lot for their gaming sure. business, even though it's a smaller a portion of their overall business, but they're starting to put some money into the gaming That's side right. now. Yep. So yeah, there's a lot lot going on out there. Okay, so let's recap some of the tickers we talked about today. We had um, Micron, we did talk about them, MU, but their earnings estimates going the wrong way with that one right now. Apple, AAPL, then we had Adobe, ADBE, Oracle is ORCL, McDonald's is MCD, Microsoft MSFT, Goldman Sachs is GS, and just buying some ETFs, you could buy the S&P 500 SPY or the S&P 600 SLY. But as always, be sure to subscribe here at the Market Edge so that you don't miss a single episode because we're going to be talking about all these things going forward for the second half of this year. And as always, the the R word is on everybody's tongue. So I'll be having more episodes on the recession. So you don't want to miss a single one. You can get us on Apple Podcasts and you can get us on SoundCloud and we're now on Spotify. But be sure to get us somewhere and I'll see you all again next week with some more stocks. This material is being provided for informational purposes only, and nothing herein constitutes investment, legal, accounting, or tax advice, or a recommendation to buy, sell, or hold a security. Do not act or rely upon the information and advice given in this podcast without seeking the services of competent and professional legal, tax, or accounting counsel. Publication and distribution of this podcast is not intended to create, and the information contained herein does not constitute an attorney-client relationship. No recommendation or advice is being given as to whether any investment or strategy is suitable for a particular investor. It should not be assumed that any investments in securities, companies, sectors, or markets identified described were or will be profitable. All information is current as of the date herein and is subject to change without notice. Any views or opinions expressed may not reflect those of Zach's investment research as a whole.